Blog Talk Radio. A college saving money by customizing car insurance with Liberty Mutual. Add the new Google widget right to your home screen and start your search faster.
Well, hello, happy Sunday, folks. Welcome to A Seat at the Table. I am your host, Tessa Rose. Pull up a chair and join me at the table. This week's episode is sponsored by CH Consulting Services. If you want to take your business or brand to the next level, CH Consulting Services offers coaching sessions for you and your staff to protect your brand and image in social media marketing. Contact CH Consulting Services at www.chconsultingservicesllc.com. Okay, so this week's book recommendation is Dear Edward by Anne Napolitano. It is a coming-of-age story about a 12-year-old boy who becomes the sole survivor of a plane crash. I think you will really like that book, and it's really insightful. And um, hopefully you'll pick that up. And um, the good thing about that book is uh, part of a book club, so it has some um, questions at the end of it to ask yourself or ask in a book club if you're a part of a book club. So that's a great book, Dear Edward by Anne Napolitano. So how is everyone doing in this Biden administration? We are about 60 days or so into the new administration. So how is everyone doing? Let me know in the comments if you're listening. Uh, How are you doing in a new Biden administration? Are you better off under the Biden administration? Has anything changed regarding your circumstances? Is it better or is it worse? Um, I want to know your opinion on how is the Biden administration doing? Uh, We are in the first 100 days of this new administration. Did they keep their campaign promises? Um, The House did pass the stimulus bill Friday, and now the bill is in the Senate. And there's um, rumbling in the chambers that that the bill may not pass the Senate or certain portions of the bill. Um, so if this package gets distributed, it poses, you know, be around mid-March, I guess. And I'm also wondering, will this be the only stimulus package? Will we need another stimulus package this year? Because we're not, we're not yet at the, you know, towards the end of this pandemic. Last year, there were two stimulus package packages. And so for this year under the Biden administration, it may appear that we may need more than one to stimulate the economy. And there's provisions in the packages about unemployment insurance. So that um, within the package will run out by a certain date. So we'll see if there will be multiple stimulus packages under the Biden administration for the 2021 year. Okay. So, um, Trump seems to have some ideas on how the Biden administration is doing. He spoke today at the Conservative Political Action Conference, which is CPAC convention, and he stated that Biden is having one of the most terrible, a terrible month in his first presidency out of any president. (laughs) He reported that, um, that, you know, he will announce a run for office in 2024 as a Republican nominee. Um, The agenda for the uh, convention included topics such as protecting elections, Surviving Socialism. Um, there are several parts to protecting election. Part four, they talking about the failed states in Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Nevada, 
and there's a part five of the protecting election portion. There's also topics about China's puppets in South Korea and Hong Kong, corporate America surrounding China, and, um, you know, protecting election part five, where it is titled, They Told You So, the signs were always there. So um, in a um, convention, Trump started off saying that he will not start a third party. That is fake news. Some of his additional talking points was uh, um, about reforming the election process, such as making election day one day and requiring voter identification. So we'll see what comes out of that convention as they um, come together there and try to get their party to reclaim some the House and the Senate. So, um I wanted to touch based on Trump at the CPAC convention. So that's all things politics. So um, on my social media page, I noticed that a lot of people have watched the Netflix movie, I Care A Lot. So I decided I'd take a look to see what all the hype was about. So if you haven't seen the movie and you want to see maybe some spoilers that I give out here, um, the main character, Marla, she's like this, uh, I guess she created a, like a nonprofit to take care of the elderly. And um, it's interesting because at the opening scenes, you know, the main character, Marla, she's talking about certain things about life and people and, and towards the end of the movie, she does the same thing. So I took some of those key points that she pointed out, such as um, you think you are good people and working hard and playing fair is the key to success. Well, it's not. In a sense, she's trying to say that in order to reach that pinnacle of success, you know, that highest form of success, um, to get your hands dirty. There's really no good people that, that, you know, get to the top being basically goody two-shoe. And somewhere along the line, you get your hands dirty. You know, there's some casualties here and there. And um, according to the main character, under the guise that she cares so much for, you know, the population that she serves, which is the elderly community, that she cares so much for them that she'll, she'll do whatever it takes. But in a sense, she just cares about herself under the guise of helping other people. And the movie also asks certain questions of, you know, are you a lamb or a lion? And there's one part where the main character of Pamela is doing an interview, and the interviewer asks her, is she a lamb or a lion? And she says she's a lioness. And she will do whatever she needs to do to protect the people she cares about. And I was, uh, you know, as you watch the movie, you see that that is particularly is not true. She does what she needs to do to protect herself and not really the population of the people that she's serving, which is the elderly population. Um, I also, you know, did a little research, and have you ever heard of the jungle metaphor? It states that if business or life is a jungle filled with lions and lambs, your best choice is to be neither the lion nor the lamb, but rather be the jungle. So, you know, sometimes when people put things out to to you and say, well, whether you this or that, there's always not those two options, you have another option, um, even when they try to put down just pick between the two. So according to the metaphor, be the jungle. The idea here is to think about 
how to win regardless of the players, short-term trends, or winners versus losers. Being the jungle means you aren't the prospector searching for a gold mine. You are the one selling supplies to all the miners. You're not trying to get rich quick as an indie author. You are selling editing and publicity services to all the indie authors. You create a culture of goals in the environment so that you succeed regardless of the talents of an individual and create system that is immune to the success or failure of a single individual. So here, you know, sustainability is all about sustainability. No matter the player's whether the, you know, the lambs or the lions, or are you the predator or you the prey? That was another question. Are you the predator or the prey? And in this um, movie, the main character, she was, she was the predator. You know, she was going out hunting her prey, which is the elderly prop, um, population under the guise that, you know, she can take better care of them in her nursing facilities, protect their assets from their um, loved ones and such that nature. So she was actually the predator on constantly on a hunt for prey. But in her quest to achieve so much fame and power, she never thought about anybody's loved ones that she was hurting because she would restrict people, family members from seeing them. And she while she's being a predator, she's not realizing that she's being preyed upon herself and she's attaining a level of success and um, prestige. So um, she in turn, you know, towards the end becomes the prey because there was a predator who you may have outlined as the lamb when you ask the question, are you a lion or a lamb? That character could have pretty much been the lamb turned into a predator and hunted, hunted out his prey because the main character, Marla, she figured everybody was weak, that she had all this power through the judicial system. You know, she fought her battles and she could win against you in court. And that's where she fought her battle. She even mentioned that, you know, in one scene is, you know, the, the courtroom is her playground and she have, you know, the judges and, you know, the lawyers, even the healthcare officials all on her team where she can beat you. And even if you can beat her out with her streetwise, she can eventually beat you in the courtroom. So um, as she, you know, destroys family, she's not even paying attention because she thinks she's so untouchable that nothing, you know, that these lambs in a sense cannot touch her or get near her. And that, you know, was her fate at the end is that she became the prey because someone is her predator was out looking for her to get revenge for one of his family members. So she didn't take that into consideration here because even in her quest to, you know, in a sense to help people, she didn't have, she lacked empathy, a lack of self-awareness in the beginning of starting her nonprofit business in elderly care. There was no self-awareness, no, she's out of touch with reality, with her base, no empathy. She didn't care about the elderly and their family. She just cared about herself under the guise of helping others. So you know the saying, how you get it is how you lose it. So that, um, for me, played a vital part in this character's, um, you know, rise to fame and, and eventually her downfall. How you get it is how you lose it. So, um, you know, as you look at some players out in the real world who, you know, there are people who do help and it's, it's genuine, but the ones that, you know, under the 
you know, their rise to fame is just all a self-indulge under the guise of helping others, solving world problems, solving hunger problems, solving poverty and things of that nature. You have to, again, you know, as the main character say, take a hard look at yourself before you, you know, go out there and think you want all this, you know, fame and fortune to take a hard look at yourself and ask yourself some of those questions. Are you an insider or are you an outsider? Are, are you good with money or, or are you good at people? And what lines will you not cross? What are you willing to sacrifice to achieve your dreams and goals? So that's something you we all can ask ourselves as we go out on our ventures to achieve fame, success, or whatever it is that you're setting out to do, is take a look at yourself and, you know, ask yourself, what lines will you not cross? Because um, in this movie, this character, she had no boundaries. She was crossing every line. In the beginning, it started, you know, as her playground. She's winning in the court system. She's getting what she wants. And then when she was challenged, it, it took it to the next level. She was not willing to give up, um, even in the certain situations that, she, you know, presented herself. She still wanted to win. So the greed overstepped, and now it was about winning. She had to win at all costs. You were not going to be her even even at the street level, she was going to take her fight outside of the courtroom and bring it back into the courtroom. So it's an interesting movie, so I thought I would touch on on it. I care a lot. And if you get a chance, if you haven't seen it, check it out and give me your thoughts on what my feedback or, th- or the things that you took from the movie. So hopefully um, next episode, um, if we air, we'll, we'll talk about black men and mental health. Hopefully you all have a great week and join me at, at a seat at the table for the next episode next week. Thank you.